0: Star Tribune's Prep Sports podcast is brought to you by Becker Furniture World, Friends and & Bank and & Trust, Menards, and Carrier. Welcome back to another edition of Star Tribune's Talking Preps. I'm Jim Paulson with uh, my colleague David Levake. We've been talking nothing but business of prep sports in the past few weeks. Um sure seems like it's going to be nice to get back and, and talk about who the players are that are standing out on the field of play again. Um, because I'm man, I glad
1: know. to be on a Zoom call that won't last four hours. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, I, I
0: tell you what, those long uh, Zoom, and I've got to believe the, the high school league administrators and the board of directors and the task force folks as well. In the same way, you feel worn out after some of oh, those. Oh, God, Yes. You know, it's it's you're not doing anything. You're sitting there, but you know, besides listening and taking notes, but you know, you you feel like you you need a break after those are done. Um, But David, we had another um, large, significant board of directors meeting on Thursday. That you know, got things set and ready to go for uh, uh, the winter season dates and and uh, how long seasons are going to run, and uh, also. Rejected the possibility of expanding the winter sport or the fall sports uh, postseason as well. Um, as someone that monitored that entire meeting, uh, give me an idea of uh, what are one or two things that came out of it that you thought were really significant.
1: Well, let's start with the decision to not put a culminating event on the, uh, the, the cherry on the fall sports Sunday, we'll call it. Uh, we currently have about a two week section model. And then the thought was, well, what what does the next thing look like? It won't be the traditional state tournament, but what can we do? And the discussion that was happening was about super regionals, where you adhere to the Minnesota Department of Health guidelines to limit travel, and you have these events that you can play down and and wind up with these uh, regional representatives that then play each other. And then we, we we call that you know some kind of a, that's the culminating event. Um, the discussion about that was going along, I thought fairly positively uh, in terms of maybe heading for a approval of the proposal. And then Dustin Bossart brought up a very fair point, which was, what are these going to cost and, and with with restrictions on uh, paying customers, uh, 250 outdoors none indoors what can we even break even on something like this the high school league isn't looking to get rich off these events but it would be nice for a cash well a financially cash hemorrhaging operation right now it would be nice to at least break even on these events and um, the tenor of the conversation really changed and then ultimately we ended up where we did which was a 10-8 vote against the proposal
0: and in your mind until Bossart brought up the financial aspect, did you feel like things were looking positive for possibly adding one more postseason game?
1: Yeah, and, and Bossart, I think format-wise, he liked it. I mean, I, I didn't get, he didn't fight the proposal of the format, and everybody was, you know, feeling good that, hey, we're, we're showing some flexibility. We're showing some creativity here. This, this is feeling pretty good, I, I think. You know, and, and the fact that it was a 10-8 vote, anyway shows that it was pretty darn close um it it shows yeah i I do think that the format part of it was there was some reception uh probably a lot of reception to it but then i think you know whether it was you know i think i think the finances was was the sobering uh aspect that that people found it hard to vote against
0: you know we'll get back to that here because we're going to talk about postseason a little bit more further down the line um what else was uh, significant yesterday? You know, every all the winter sports seasons got their uh, got their season you know timeline set up for when they can start, when they can go, how many games they can have, um, with uh, a, a couple of tweaks and, and some unex- and going unexpectedly longer. Is not was that fair to say?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think people are really focused too on the start dates of the season. It, pretty much everybody got delayed, and they were delayed in the name of preventing overlap with the fall sports, um, particularly football and volleyball, because those are football is going as late as it always goes. It's going to the uh, weekend of Thanksgiving, and that's that's traditional. Volleyball is is kind of the hitch. Uh, that that one's what a month longer than usual. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's going uh, until
1: December 12th, I believe. And so I understand the rationale, and, and coaches understand the rationale of avoiding overlap. The problem is the application in volleyball. Now, if you want to talk about the overlap in volleyball-basketball, yeah, I could understand that. If you want to talk well, about there. the overlap in, in, in swimming and soccer with hockey, I could, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a real. But volleyball and girls' hockey, I mean, girls' hockey starting five weeks later than scheduled is, is really ridiculous. Um, and to say, well, we don't want to overlap the volleyball, you're talking about a fraction, a very small percentage of girls that wear both of those hats. Then you then you look at where you would be in the volleyball season anyway. You'd be starting to play down, so more teams are, are ending their seasons. I, I thought the girls' hockey would got the rawest deal of anybody. You know, looking at it and just, just taking
0: a, a, a different tack just for the, for the sake of conversation here, I've thought for many years girls hockey starts needlessly early. Uh, it, it starts the, game the first first week, second week in November. And I know for the longest time it seemed to be a situation where there was the uh, concern about rink time and sharing rinks. But that seems to be alleviated in recent years. Is it at all possible maybe girls hockey it, it's, it might be a, a, a correction for the better? in terms of maybe getting girls hockey a little bit later in the year what do you think
1: now i'm getting older i'll be 45 this year but i know we had this conversation in the office and i'll say now what i said to you then which was you have to look you have to play play this one backward you have to say okay what does the state tournament season look like and the way it lines up um the excel is being used for girls hockey it's being used for wrestling and it's being used for boys hockey you have to set those schedules accordingly because you can't all be using the X at the same time. That's where this all starts. And then you go backwards from there and then you get into when your season should start and and how that should look. Somebody has to go first at the X and, 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 and it's, it's girls hockey. And so that they have to start earlier because of it. Which I contend should mostly be taken up by dance team
0: because dance team isn't really um, season specific in a lot in a lot of ways. Um,
1: but aren't but, they aren't they at the target center for their state? They,
0: they, they, might, they may be now, but for the longest time they were over at the X as well. And okay. usually the same weekend as the uh often the same weekend as the gymnastics meet. So um but yeah, I, I just it's just a note that for one of the long time I thought girls hockey was um a bit uh, uh too anxious in my my eyes to when they started. I thought that it didn't seem to be quite in line with the other sports, but well, it is what it is at this point. One thing that I thought was odd yesterday is in the task force, return to play task force meeting the day before, there wasn't a lot of talk, but there was some talk near the end of the meeting by Rich Matter of the high school league who received skiing, Alpine and Nordic skiing. And one of the things that happened has happened with skiing so often over the years is it starts officially in mid-November and oftentimes they didn't have any snow to ski on. Matter of fact, there were years where you'd go, four, five, six weeks, just dry land training until finally we get a, a significant enough snow to have have, uh, have a place to actually ski. So a lot of the skiing coaches had always recommended or hoped, and this is, I'm quoting Rich Matter, had hoped or to uh, move the season later into the year, and they actually were looking for a December 7th starting date. and made a whole lot of sense to me. The coaches wanted a December 7th starting date. That, that date is open for beginning sports. They come back and they see that they started them in uh, November 30th. Did, was there any discussion about that at all? And while I know that skiing is not high on the priority list, to talk about that at all and why they moved it up a week?
1: No, skiing, skiing didn't move the needle at all. Sorry. I, okay. I, I respect i respect what they do and, and they're busting their rear ends to do it, but it didn't move the needles.
0: Well, I won't. And, and I think what that all leads to is me saying in these board of directors meetings and all these meetings that sometimes. I wonder if it just gets to be too convoluted. There's so many things to consider and so many opportunities, so many options, so many possibilities. It gets really hard to consider each one and give each one its due It's and go in depth on it. And uh, I was wondering if maybe um, this game just kind of got into that November 30th slot. And, and...
1: Anyway. Well, and the other thing I'll offer about the makeup of the board of directors is you've got people that, that don't have it's it's good you know you've got people that, that aren't from the world of sports and on the one hand it's good to have outside voices on the other hand if they're so far outside they're not really contributing and that that's something I would think about in terms of how they make up the board there there's just um I don't know I just felt like there's people that that they just rely on the task force results and then they just say okay well they, you know, I just, I, something about that, I've, I've, I've been kind of observing more here in, in these past months, and I just feel like you need a, maybe a little bit more sports-specific voice that, that could provide, that understand some of this better, and, and you could you know, maybe get to a, a better decision more quickly.
0: I will say this, and, and it seems like we've been coming down on the board of directors a little bit. I don't, I, I, I don't envy them. And I will say that they took the issue very seriously. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, God. They worked
1: very they, hard. They this. gave Don't everything
0: like as due, due diligence. They can no question. They considered most options. Um, and so they, they put a lot of time and effort behind what they were doing. There was, there was nothing taken lightly about any of these deliberations and votes. So, uh, and, and that's to their credit that they looked at this and realized how serious uh, these issues were and how important they were to a lot of kids families so in that regard i i can't uh, fault the board of directors the high school league in general for any of the things they've done in this situation just it's easy to have some questions about things that happen um you know i mean we've got boys hockey coming back on the 23rd boys basketball coming back on the 23rd um those seem reasonable i think that's right about the time boys basketball starts every year anyway um and then you've got girls uh, hockey on the thirtieth. Wrestling coming back on the thirtieth, gymnastics and girls basketball on the seventh. Oftentimes, obviously because of the possible overlap with uh, volleyball, Uh, parts of the seasons are are relatively um, unchanged from a year years past. Uh, What has what is changing is uh, the amount of contests, Um, eight games, roughly for hockey and basketball down seven or eight games uh during the regular season from normal um but they are and they they still limited it to two games per week with the option uh near the end of the year to add a third game um during a week if you have to do any makeup scheduling for any covid related cancellations Um, and so that was also uh um something that the high school league that the board of directors allowed gave in a little bit to accommodate the athletic directors and teams for rescheduling of games.
1: Yeah, and and you know I think two contests a week is is good because you want to give some time to breathe. You want to be able to to say all right, you know, we've had our two contests and if something does happen where there is a covid situation, now at least we've limited the amount of suspects if you will. <laughs> you know and, and and that I think it's a good idea to to let it breathe. Um, I know that you know switching to the winter the, the lack of commitment by the – well, first of all, the decision by the high school league to not allow any fall sports culminating event, then you've got the uncertainty about what they're going to do for the winter state tournaments. That's as alarming to to coaches as as the start dates for the amount of contests. Uh, I know I've heard a lot about it from boys' basketball. I think you've heard about it from girls' basketball. Let's dive into that part. Or excuse me girls yeah girls basketball I, I let's dive into that part of it because I, for example from the hockey side the big carrot for them to keep kids in Minnesota is the prospect of playing in a state tournament and that you know the fact that, that that there isn't any sort of statement that says we're committed to trying you know just just hang with us and and we'll let you know we'll see what we can come up with there wasn't even something like that for the high school league no carrot at all so the boys hockey people are saying geez we're, we're gonna have kids that might or were on the fence that are probably going to hit the road and and we don't want that. But well, what about what about the basketball concerns?
0: Well, you know Tom Critchley, the uh, the executive director of the basketball coaches association brought it up first, but I also heard the same thing from Liz Carpentier the head uh, uh, girls basketball coach at Farmington on two in two separate conversations, so they weren't weren't playing off each other that they're looking at this possibility this year being the first time in, I don't know, forever that they've gone two straight years up. Because remember last year, the girls' basketball tournament was canceled before the finals and the boys' tournament was just completely canceled. Never, never, And so this year, if they tried to do some sort of culmination event, I think they both said that's wholly unsatisfying. And they'd like to see the high school league do a little bit more. Um, Carpentier brought up the point, and I think she said that uh, there are so many options that you could do that would alleviate or help to uh solve some of the concerns the high school league has and one concern that she brought up that that seems to me that uh, i i share is that the high school league seems committed to a a state tournament within a certain certain format that they see a state tournament in a certain way with a in a single venue with uh kind of a celebratory jamboree style many teams and many fans and bands and things like that to make it a celebration of a state tournament or of a, of a state season. And, I, and what she was saying is because uh, Farmington came within a game of a, a state championship this year. They never got to play.
1: They made it to the finals, but uh, they never got to play. They were within <laughs> a game of taking second. <laughs> they were within yeah. a game of taking second. No,
0: sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but, and, but uh, every kid we talked to said that they would have played that championship game in an empty gym I know, I know, I know. You know, with with without anybody there, just so they can play. And you look back on it, and now you look back on how things have turned out. They probably could have played those championship games. Even Hopkins had even uh, offered the use of their gym to go play at the and with the uh, you know, just them and some referees and and just go have it out without any fans there, and, and that never happened. Um, that could happen. It
1: doesn't have to be a state tournament held in the traditional format. You have to excuse me well and as we talked about the super regionals was getting some love on the fall sports side and so i think that you know who knows by march the 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 guidelines could change for spectators and if you can get more people in uh you can you know maybe have uh, something you know in a a regional format with with basketball and with hockey you know when when the the uh before the uh, discussion really got going on the fall sports super regional model somebody made the point that You know, whatever we decide, let's not let this be the precedent for the rest of the year. They're trying to, the board is trying to leave their options open for the winter.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you could have state tournaments without just bringing two teams together. I mean, you play an 18-game regular season, which is uh, seven or eight games less than normal. So that money is being saved in travel costs. You know, she's saying three more games. You could bring two teams together in a in a a home gym for a higher seed, and have no fans if you want to, just referees and play the games. You know, I think most kids would rather have some sort of championship play down than not. And I think that the high school league has made no bones about the fact that things are changing, and they haven't been secretive about the fact that they are looking at uh, how things adapt and that they could have a state tournament format or it's possible, even though they didn't do it for fall sports. And I know there's a lot of football coaches that have professed being a little bit bothered if they didn't get some sort of format and and basketball and hockey did, but with the changing and evolving nature of this, I think that that had better be accepted that we could have a a winter sports, state tournament season of some sort. But I do think there are ways that it can be done and, you know, uh, safely because we have shown that it can be done. You can do this stuff relatively safely. I know the, yeah. the Department of Health has said they want to limit travel, but at this point now, what what are two or three more games going to make a difference on? You know, at the right. sort of eighteen or thirty percent less actually seems to me to be somewhat arbitrary to begin with. Why thirty percent less? Why for why not forty percent or twenty five percent or fifty percent? That it seems to be some a little bit of arbitrary nature in why that number was determined. And so I, I think we could adapt and adjust, and I think most coaches and most
1: fans and most parents would be, uh, would be uh, uh, on board with that. Well, my, my final thought on this is, you know, I, I understand completely the frustration of parents, fans, and kids and coaches. I, I hear them. I understand them, and they have, they have, you know, good arguments to make for being frustrated. But on the bright side, if, there, if we can go, if we can say there's a bright side, the no's are getting less severe. In the spring, it was no season. In the fall, it's no state tournament type of culminating event. Who knows? Maybe there'll be, you know, maybe the next no isn't, you know, we've gotten less severe. Maybe winter will ultimately be the time where we decide that, you know what, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's give, let's give that smaller state tournament model a shot. So I, 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 I'm – I have a certain amount of optimism in that regard, uh, given the, the severity of the nose have gotten uh, you know, much less here in, in these past, in the, the seasons that we had, you know, spring and then now fall. It's, 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 there's reason to be optimistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they, and you know, they haven't shut everything down when there's been a uh, a, uh, a COVID outbreak and there's been a few, not a lot, but a few had some in soccer, um, but the down for a couple weeks i say it's a people doesn't seem like outbreaks have have, you know exploded since then and they've they've basically been able to curtail them Um, and so i think that we're learning more and more about how we can handle these and still have viable um equitable uh, athletic seasons for these kids and i think that's an important thing to do and the high school league again to their credit that's their mandate and eric martin's made that uh, Eminently clear a couple of times in the return to a play meeting um, on Wednesday, where that this is about expanding opportunities for kids and always looking to take that next step forward. And in a situation like this, I don't think there's any other approach you can give. You know, you can't apply standards from six months ago to an evolving situation right now. This doesn't make sense. And there it is. That's our take on what the high school league did uh, in terms of setting seasons. We're going to have a winter sports. That much is sure. Whether or not you're going to be able to go watch them, we don't know. Most schools are doing some sort of streaming. They haven't done that already. They're setting up some sort of streaming service so you can actually see these games uh, on your computer or however you want to watch it at home so you won't be uh, completely in the dark. And uh, that's that's a positive thing. And then, David, we're about a week away from actually seeing a high school football game again. Are excited?
1: Uh, yeah, our, our producer, Paul Cloud, has put on the chat that uh, apparently there's four games happening on Saturday. I didn't know that. I, I thought that that was against the acclimatization guidelines. So I'd, 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 I'd tell producer Paul to check the sources on that one because I'm not sure that that's going to be possible. Um, you know giving you know giving kids enough time to be ready to go
0: well you know the last time i heard the last time that they talked about acclimatization um they said that at this point of the year that's it's the and i think it was bob matt that had mentioned that it was uh, a shorter in duration the acclimatization period because the weather isn't as hot you don't have to get kids so used to it that uh uh, in terms of pads and shoulder pads and i think it said it's a little more like one day in pads or one day in helmets and the next day in pads and then go full practice. So it's Well,
1: maybe it's legit. We won't be there. We'll be out next Friday, the 9th. And, uh, could be outdoors, uh, could look a lot like probably when you started, Jim, when girls hockey was still ringette and and you were rushing like a crazy person back from some stadium to write your story in the office. When they're, when
0: they're skating on whale bones. <laughs> in the days of leather helmets and, uh, and uh, you know, the basketballs with the laces in them those days, back when we called them <laughs> pagers. Um, yes, it's probably going to be a lot like that. I know that uh, there's not going to be – Um, the uh, cushy conditions we are normally used to in high school press boxes. All right. Um, But yeah, there will be football and be good to see. And I think we got a big one coming up, isn't there? Minnetonka Eden prairie right off the bat. So lots lots of games that are going to be worthwhile and be fun to be out and just see some high school football again. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us. Next time we talk, we could be talking about the sports themselves i appreciate you taking the time to listen and uh we'll talk to you down the road